Hello, and welcome back to the Empower Light podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Odgers. I look forward to helping you grow in mind, body, and spirit by creating a safe space for sharing, goal setting, and growth. The goal of this podcast is to help you become the best version of yourself by tapping into what makes you uniquely you and to help you find your light. Every week, there will be a solo mini session that will feature meditation, goal planning, breath work, or a mini workshop on a new topic. There will also be a longer session with a guest speaker from the fitness, health, and wellness space focused on sharing their inspiring story to finding out who they are in hopes to impact you. This is Empower Light. And you let it burn. It's just time to move on and to find your happiness. You've got to find a light in your life. Hello and welcome back to the Empower Light podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Odgers. And today we have my great friend, Zach, on here. Hi, Zach. Hey, how are we doing, Amanda? Good. Thank you so much for hopping on this podcast with me. I know I met Zach a couple months ago back at a retreat in May. He has changed my life so much since then. So it's been a little bit since we caught up. So I wanted to kind of ask you a little bit about yourself. Zach, I'll let you kind of take the floor. Yeah, so I'm Zach. I am a full-time uh full-time fitness professional. So I um, manage a local boutique fitness studio here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, I do that full-time. And then on the side, I have a mental skills coaching business for youth athletes. So meditation, visualization, and breathwork skills for youth athletes to help elevate their games and put them in position to be successful, whether in sport or outside of sports once they leave. So giving them that skills, those tool sets, a lot of stuff that what I learned from my own playing days back you know, before I became a washed up athlete. Um, <laughs> and that, like, you know, what I did to like allow myself to separate myself. From that. And I think like there are so many things in youth sports culture today that like they get so fixated on like achievements and things like that. We fit, we forget about the individual and the self. And like, this is my way to give back to that and to like, you know, help tools for that next generation of athletes. So I do that. I love the, I love the fitness stuff and like impacting people's lives and like finding that 1% um, more difference that they can go. And I think that's the big thing that you see, like, you know, anyone can be, you know, whoever they want to be, you can be the motivational speaker, but if you can't dig deep to your own life and to your own self, like, Hey, what's that 1% goal that I can give someone to attain on that next step? Um, am I really doing what I want to do? So that, that's yeah. me. Michelle. Um, there's a lot more, but like that, that's, you know, that's the nutshell. I love it. Thank you so much. So I want to dive into kind of what you do with these athletes, because this is beautiful. You know, what is your approach kind of how did you get to this approach and why did you decide to kind of go down this direction of helping them and what skill sets, do, I guess, do you use to kind of help them through? Yeah, this? so um, I played competitive rugby for 15 years. So I played throughout high school. I played throughout college. I played a little bit after college and when I was in law school and then I played a little bit after. And last fall was my last competitive season. It's its own okay. different that I could probably touch on in a little bit, but like I played at a high level. I was, I played, you know, the highest level in high school. I played the highest level in college. I played the highest level um, after college. I was like half a step below the professional sphere in the U S. So like I, I touched with those players. I, I know some of them, like I have interactions with them. Like I played at that level. I know what it takes to get there from an athletic point of view. I also know what it 
is to get there from like a mental point of view. Mm. I'm a big visualizer. I visualize things. I'm I'm bold. I'm creative in that way. And it's just like, I, I realized I used that my own playing days and it helped me be a better player. I was able to like visualize what a play was, a sequence was, whatever it may be. And then I used that as a way to like help me be in the right position to help my team. So like, yeah, everyone's like, oh yeah, you're a good athlete. No, I work really hard on like, you know, predict what I think my teammates are going to do so I can help them be successful. I'm just a the fact that I can visualize really. And I realized, okay, this is a skill set that I want, I want to take on. And I think, you know, I look at, I look at youth sports culture and it's like a lot of competitiveness, a lot of, you know, culture, like stuff like, it's like, we're missing this, this mental side of the game. And once these kids get out of the game and if they don't develop these other school skills, they're really going to be saying, oh, I played football in high school. Or they could say, hey, I played football in high school and here's all these other things I learned that help me now as I'm a economics major or an engineering major or whatever it be, and it helps me problem solve and creatively think in a different way. And then they're able to be more successful in like their own professional life. And I think everything that I've experienced and everything I've been through, I, I understand like visualization, meditation, it's those three foundational pieces. And then I have like a couple worksheets that like help them work through like a pregame routine. But like I foundationally, like it's one week, um, an hour long presentation on those three topics, like build that foundation, have that conversation. And then there's a, so I have, it's a two unit curriculum. It's eight weeks total. So the first three weeks are that, that those pillars I talked about. Then you have a week in the middle. That's this kind of this integration piece of this like scenario building, like being really playful and this like almost like super casual with like how we develop these skills. Like there's a yoga practice in there. There's some other things that like kind of tap into these skills in different ways. And then after that, it's this embedded networking thing of like building a pregame routine, building things to put yourself in a position to be successful once you're on the field that utilizes these skills. And my biggest thing is like, yeah, you can love breath work. You can love visualization. You can love meditation, but there are some things that aren't going to work for a player. So like for me, I was a huge visualization player. Person. like before games like visualize plays visualize scenarios awesome but once I was in the game I wasn't doing that anymore because I, I needed to focus on like my presence so for me that was like that was my technique there and then meditation is another skill that's used in that I personally never used it because it was never the benefit for me but I know people do use that so offering that skill and like my big thing is like look here are these skills you can choose to use all of them you can choose to use one of them but do the thing that works for you that helps you as a and be super creative with that. And I think a lot of the things is with kids nowadays is they don't get the opportunity to be creative. Once you get at a certain level of competitiveness, it's like, oh, you do this or you do this. Not like, hey, you have the option to work inside the bubble. So I'm trying to give them a big bubble that allows them to you know, be creative in to help you know these skills and these their ability be at the highest level. Like you could be an aggressively average athlete like I am, but if you understand these other parts of the game, these other components, that's going to raise your, your ceiling a lot higher than someone who just doesn't work on those skills. So it's, it's really this holistic approach to being like an athlete that's well-rounded and well-purposed for their, their playing days and then their next days of life as well. Yeah. And I love how you take those three skills and you help kind of transfer those skills that you would take from the game and actually put them into like real life too. Um, and, you know, obviously we're both getting that breathwork certification with BIA. So it's going to be super cool to bring that and Theta Breathwork to the population as well. And I'd love to hear how kind of you plan to kind of escalate things when 2023 comes around. Like, 
What can we expect from Zach when 2023 hits in your programs, in your time with your athletes? Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing is, is that it's that next evolution. It's it's bigger, it's bolder, it's more vibrant. Like it is, it's like everything I feel like I do is a reflection of me at my core, like everything, my soul, that, that spark inside me that's deep down, like that never, that's never going to waver. Like it, everything I do is a reflection of that. So you mentioned it, breathwork certification. I love breathwork. I know a lot about like academic side of breathwork. I need another thing on my titles titles, my, my resume, whatever you want to call it to be able to say like, you know what? Yeah. And I also have this thing that I can dive in a little bit deeper and that's going to elevate your ability too. like, if I dive like 5% deeper. That's going to give you like an elevation of like 20% rather of like where I'm at right now. Like I can elevate you, your game, whatever to, to a high level, but this sort of these other things that I'm doing, it's going to, as I dive a little bit deeper, it's going to have this exponential, um, opportunity to explode the growth of the people I work with. And I just think it's the same thing. I'm super intentional, super deliberate and super authentic with like relationships I have and people I spend time with and like being super deliberate, intentional with that and that focus. And then like all of that tied in together, it's just like, it creates this package also of like, you know, controlling our mental health and, and regulating our nervous system, like meditation, visualization, breath work are ways to regulate and control our nervous system. As someone who struggled with anxiety and depression since I was in high school and college, like I understand, like when I was my, my best, I had this stuff under. Yeah. Back to the root. Let's get back to the core and let's do that for other people so that we can help elevate their life and they can find that little bit of spark that's maybe outside of sport or maybe sport helps them get to it so that they can elevate the lives of others as well. I think there's this, this tremendous opportunity that I have going forward as like, and I feel in it. It's building. It's like I got some really awesome opportunities with like my full-time job like I'm super excited to like take that next leap and that next level and level up there as like a leader and and a market leader whatever whatever term you want to use like level up in that space level yeah. their space and just, just be this full authentic version of myself like we're just not gonna stop I couldn't agree more let's go let's do it I'm so excited for you big things to come in 2023 from you for sure oh, yeah. And outside of sports, you know, I wanted to dive a little bit more into who you are because sports are something, you know, and fitness is everything to a lot of us, to me and you, especially, we love the health and wellness space, but who is Zach outside of sports? Yeah. Outside of sports, I, um, I'm going to say I'm a mental health. So I'm struggling, someone who has struggled with anxiety and depression, like I just said, since I was 17. Um, I remember like vividly my first time I had, like, I remember having anxiety. And like what that felt and like, I didn't understand what it was. And like those type of things would show up occasionally on college. It would probably be like every six months, every nine months, I would have some type of anxiety or panic. And it ended up festering in law school after graduating college, trying to you know make the professional thing work, which didn't. It, it manifested in the fact that like I had panic attacks and I didn't know they were. And like, I was in a point where my mental health was so lost and disconnected that like, I didn't know who I was. I was lost. I was confused. I was lonely. I was scared. I was all these other things. I didn't know where to, I didn't know who I wasn't, which is like, I think this terrifying thing because I got so attached to the accolades, titles, and achievements that I, that I achieved during law school that I forgot about the accolades, titles, and achievements of my soul, my characteristics, what makes me special, the the spark, my smile, like all these other things that like, you know, the, the nice things I hope people say about my back, like 
they reference that stuff rather than the fact that, yeah, Zach's, you know, he's a really good athlete. He can do 32 burpees in a minute, whatever it may be. Cool. Whatever. I don't, I don't care about that. Which it's, is really cool, by the way. Yeah. Let's not, let's not really undermine cool. that. Like, I know how hard really you cool. work. You worked hard for that. So you should yeah, like, that that, like that's a different <laughs> achievement, but me getting like, like for me, like getting the achievement of like 31 or 32 burpees in a minute, which is like a goal I had for like, it was like a nine month push. Like I was stuck between 27. One day I got 28. was able to stay there for like guy at 29. But like that, that, process of getting to 31 31's like the new record I've gotten for myself is just like that process is a reflection of the fact that me at my soul I'm resilient I'm hardworking I'm tough I'm determined I'm caring I'm kind it's all these other things and it happens to be a reflection with this, this title or, or this thing I've achieved but end of the day it's still about that resiliency that 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 toughness on the inside and I think for me when I when I struggled so much with my mental health with law school it's like I didn't have I did these things and everything felt like this is like a grade or a class rank or things that you knew rather than the fact that like, yeah, Zach might not be the smartest guy in the room, but you know, if you have a conversation with him about this certain topic, he knows a lot about it and he's going to help you and he's going to explain the whole situation. And like, that's the person I wanted to be in law school. And I never got the opportunity to do it because the legal practice doesn't, doesn't reward that. And right. really like, Last fall through, so pretty much between October of 2021 through April-ish of 2022 this year, I was in probably the most severe depression. I've ever had. Like I've always had episodes. And when I started working with my therapist 2020, right before the pandemic, was one of the things we recognize is like, I have the depressive episodic traits. And us recognizing that and then being like, if that's an okay thing. It's like, how do we work through that? And eventually it got to the point where it's just like, I was just living in that episode for seven months. And I, I didn't, I didn't smile. I didn't do like all these other creative things I did. I just was literally going through life, hoping someone would make it better. Like I didn't take ownership on myself. And then it all kind of manifested and on, we're on recording this. So it's been nine months since my last panic. And I think that's the longest I've been without a panic or anxiety attack since college. Since oh, I, I'm so, so happy for, for me. You. Like, it's like, it's just like, I'm like, it might be like a full year. Like if I can get, yeah. it's like, I'm like, that's going to like, for me, it's like this personal, like this achievement. It was just like, holy, like it, it, you know, it spilled into this like March, March panic attack. It was like a six hour thing. I've never had a panic attack. It was just like, I, I literally just like couldn't move. I was shaking. I was like crying. I was just like, I was always, yeah. it's like, I'm like, holy hell, what do I do? And right realization this recognition to myself and this like thing I'm doing I need to change it was a, it was a, a me ownership I remember I, I texted a friend of mine um, while I was in the middle of it and they responded back and instead of them talking about the things I've achieved or the things that I'm capable of they, they talked about my soul and it was like the comfort it, it, it felt like a warm hug um yeah. a little tan- tangent here is like we talk about love languages this very very common thing is like what's your love language it's like yeah well, yeah it's the thing that you receive that feels like a warm hug. Mm. So I touch people, they love the warm hug. But if right. somebody who's a words of affirmation person, or as my friend Elena says, like, I'm a words person, I just love words. I will write notes, I write cards, like, yeah. all the things, words person. Um, when I receive words like that, when I have conversations or text or people send me voice memos that, like, they make me feel like a warm hug, that's what I want. So I got that from my friend. Like, I remember looking back on that message, and it really calmed me. It really settled. This recognition of this, like, 
I need to go into the thing that my heart is calling. And for me, that's, that's being passionate about mental health, which is something I've always been passionate about. Um, it's the fitness space and, it, and it's yeah. on kids. Cause I, I love kids and I believe, you know, kids sports are just incredible, like places for us to learn about life. Like let's dive into that. So it, it became this intentional shift of me like, okay, cool. How do I get in that position? Yeah. Currently have, I would, I, I was talking to my friend two weeks before the offering got put out. I was like, what's the potential of like a full-time employment, like this, this type of thing. And she was like, eh, probably not. This, you know, things are kind of set in stone right now. It's just like, like, cool. I'll, I'll keep doing my thing. And something happens, happens. And like literally two weeks later, I almost like manifested this job. That's now this, like, I love what I do because of like, I'm, I'm chasing this, this fire inside my soul that like help people and like let people feel alive and like all these other things. And it's like, cool. I took this moment of despair, doubt, fear, hopelessness. And I, and I like weaponized it and say, okay, cool. I know what I'm in. I know the space I'm at. It's not. So how do I get to the place? Of health? And like, for me, it's like one of the same things. When I was playing rugby at a high level and I was loving it, like I was doing things I enjoyed so let's do that again. It was yeah. a back into it. So oh, that's a long winded answer about seven. No, it's good. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I love how you transferred that into being able to help others through this. And I wanted to ask you, I have two questions on my mind. So one is, let's take it back to mental health for a second here. I want to hear your top three tips for getting out of a mental state. And they may go hand in hand here with your top three tips for getting out of a panic attack. Because I had panic a panic disorder all my life. Um, I finally kind of grew out of it, I'd say probably about four years ago. And I had like different things that I would do to get out of it. But I know so many people that struggle with this to this day. These panic attacks, they're different than anxiety, right? They come on so suddenly and most times without a cause. So yeah. I'm interested in hearing those two questions. So whichever you want to start with. Yeah, I think, I mean, they are linked. I think they're linked. But yeah, they're linked. Yeah. Like if I'm in a, like, uh, we'll, we'll call it a mental health rut for the lack of a better term. Like my biggest thing is like, I need to do things that fill my, so that's like a conversation with a friend. One of my favorite things to do is go out with a group of friends and get like coffee and not say anything. I just want to be in their presence. Like my, my two love languages are words of affirmation and quality time. So like I get that quality time just by being around them. I don't need to say anything. I don't need. Yeah. Like I'm so comfortable with the fact that like, I can just sit here and be with my people. Like that's enough for me. So like, I think that's a big one, especially yeah. when I struggled in law school, um, especially like it would, law school was difficult. Like I had pretty long depression episodes. Like the thing I needed to do is like, I would go with my friends and like, we'd go out for lunch. And I would, I wouldn't say anything. I would legitimately would say a couple of words. I would order my food. I would have a little things. And I would just like, like around my people. And again, was that warming, that feeling of a warm up. And I, and I love that. So it was like getting back to the things I love. Um, nature is, nature is the answer to like everything I feel like in my life at this point. It's just like, just get outside, go on walks. Um, as someone who like trained as an athlete, like I never appreciated going on a walk, being able to slow down or rest. So it's been like being able to teach myself that like, Hey, I can rest, I can slow down, I can catch up. And that's powerful. And that's important. So understanding that and, and sinking in is I think super vital. So nature is my second one. So like walk, maybe you're, you're a lake person. So you go, go to a lake and just sit on the beach there, whatever it may be, you kind of find that like, 
you place and then like the third one I do is like all journal like I'll write I'll do something creative like I love art so I draw all the time and it started as a way to just like slow down mm. develop into this like this, this creative expression of this thing I do. like it's not it doesn't have to be good which is my favorite thing about it it's like it just it's so I, like I'll yeah. just, it was a big way for me to like kind of slow down there and I think with like the panic attack one uh drink water like the first thing, like if, if I if I feel feel a panic attack, or or if I'm in the middle of one, like I'll drink, I'll drink water, and because um, I think I read this that when you work with kids, um, if a kid is crying, give them something to drink, and then tell them to drink that, because then they're slow down their breath or slow down their heart rate. It's a way to like regulate their nervous system without telling them what to do. So like give them something to drink, and it's like, you know, for me, it's just like I need some water, and then I'll take a shower. Um, yeah take a shower and then usually it's going to end up being a cold shower it will end up being a cold shower so i'll just take a shower and sometimes it's just like that hot water like for me too like it will slow down my brain so i'll stop thinking and then just like that hot shower and then like their nervous system overload like i'm aware enough now that i can turn it into a cold shower so the one i had in march it ended up um, i didn't i didn't get the water and i tried the shower and it actually didn't work so it was it was very it was very bad and then um, try to sleep to sleep and just get your mind off it like that's my third but like I feel like the two ones like water you know just getting something in my system that you know kombucha tea whatever it may be the, the, the thing that like allows you to stabilize down and be focused on something else is great and then that that second one like that shower is huge just like get your clothes off of you get the sweat tears whatever it may be just get it off like the yeah. best shower so I think those are those are the yeah they're they're, they're all linked though because they're all yeah. nervous system hacks. Thank you so much, and I couldn't agree more. I think a lot of those are you know things I did as well and still do when I'm going through either any type of anxiety, a panic attack, which I like you said I haven't had one in a while. So good year for us. I'm excited yes. for you. I'm excited for you to hit that one year. You have to let me know when you do. Yeah, I, I yeah, it's I, I realized that the other day. I'm like, oh, it's been like almost nine months. Like it's like eight and a half months right now. Oh my goodness. Amazing. So like, it was just like, yeah, but like in, even in college, like I had frequent anxiety attacks, like that wasn't mm-hmm. common, but like, I wasn't aware enough of my emotional state. Like I was the guy in college, like who was like more or less, you know, like I was just doing my thing. Like I knew a bunch of people like go to rugby practice, go to class, hang out with my friend. Like, you know, I did all the things, but like the recognition of usually like anxiety attacks came on when I put myself in positions I wasn't comfortable in. And then I stayed. Yep. And then that festered into something later. And then that's when the anxiety attack. So, this, and there, those are usually like most anxiety attacks, you kind of like map it out of what happened. Panic attacks usually happen so quickly because our brain just has the thought and then it just takes. Mm-hmm. Granted, the same thing with the panic attack and the anxiety attack is you can map it out. But with, when the panic attack just comes on full swing because of like information overload. Yep. I couldn't agree more there. And when it would happen to me, I would be, you know, I, I was the same way. I would like want to strip down and like almost be naked to like let the sweat and all that kind of stuff, like come off of me and like get really cool. Cause like when I was in colder, like weather, for some reason, like you mentioned, like it, like calmed me down. Um, and I, I had a problem with, I know you said drinking water, but I had a problem with like drinking or eating anything in that moment. Cause I just felt so nauseous. Um, oh, yeah. 
but like you kind of said, I think it goes with finding something that that, that distracts you and truly yeah. takes your brain off of the situation at hand and what's going on. And the same goes for anxiety. Um, you know, this is a little trick and I know a lot of people probably know of it and maybe, you know, have different thoughts about it, you know, but one thing that helps a lot with my anxiety is picking one thing that I can see, two things that I can hear and three things I can feel. And just in that moment of just that distraction mechanism, it also grounds me in where I am and making me realize that I'm okay in this present moment, wherever I am, I'm going to be okay. And it kind of gets me out of my own head. Um, So that really helps a lot too. Yeah. So yeah. And it's funny to bring up that, that, so I, I rub my palm a lot. Um, Okay. It's been, it was a mechanism just to allow me to like slow down and be like, okay, focus in on something else. Like, like I'll do it when I'm coaching or anything like that. It's like, I'll I'll rub my palm and it allows me to like, kind of just like focus and reshift like what I'm focusing on. Mm -hmm. I I have um, four total tattoos. I have a smiley face on my wrist, which is like, (laughs) like 17 different things. One, I love smiley faces. So it's that. But also, too, um, I would tape my wrists before games because I injured my wrist in end of high school. So I would always tape it before games. I would write the initials of friends, family, people who mean a lot to me of, you know, like, yeah, this, this is for you. So it's a reference to that. And it's also my reminder, slow down. And then I also have my bicep, no, on my tricep, um, a phrase, never panic, just manage. And it's that reminder for me. It was after the first um, and panic attack I like remember um like actively having like it, it's a reference to that I was just like I didn't manage what, what was going on I just I just went into panic mode rather than managing what what was in front of me and it's just like it's like those little things to just like slow down and appreciate and it's like okay cool. I'm here I'm in this moment it's okay I might feel overwhelmed but I can I can slow myself down I can get in and I can get out of this and I can and I can go through and I think that's such an important thing that we forget about as like society so fast that like sometimes we just forget to like slow rest be creative and have fun I couldn't agree more and I wanted to talk a little bit more about altering mental states um to give you an example I for a long time was not trusting of God and trusting of the universe and something that I did and I to kind of change my brain surrounding it and my brain waves in general um, was I repeat the phrase, Jesus, I trusted you for a straight year or two. Every single time I got into a, a point of panic, any single time I was doubting myself until finally one day I believed it just because I truly believe I continue to say so much that I almost tricked my brain in a good way, in a positive way to believe it and to get out of that mental state of doubting myself and doubting my worth and who I can be and you know, the anxiety that surrounded it. So I wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts about altering your mental state and those brain waves? And do you think it's possible, beneficial? What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I think it, it is beneficial. Like, I mean, I live in Minnesota, it's cold nine months of the year and then it's beautiful for like two weeks and then it exists for some other time. But one thing I always say, especially in the winter, I'm like, it's just another day in paradise. Like I'm the person that like loves the cold. Like I'm like, let's go, let's have fun with it. And like, it's, but it's not because I actually love it. It's because I, I I tricked myself. I, I I realized that you know what, there is some fun in this. Yeah. I'm into that rather than the negative thing. Like our our brain has I don't know how many thoughts a day, but like I think there's a study shown that like only twenty percent of them are positive. Mm. Like we are putting ourselves and we're digging a hole for us to be unsuccessful because we have these negative thoughts about everything. Like 
yeah, I know there's always people, oh, don't like be like toxic positivity. It's like, no, there's a difference between toxic po- positivity and like being optimistic about life. Like, yeah, it's just another day in paradise. Like I get to wake up. I have a job I absolutely love. I get to interact with people who are absolutely amazing. My coworkers are great. Like I get to work alongside two of my best friends and one of my like actual best friends. Like it's amazing. Like literally dream job. Like who wouldn't want to do that? Like these other things, like, yeah, of course it's another day in paradise. Who cares if it's cold outside? Yeah. I can wear warm clothes. Cool. It is another day in paradise. It's like, it's the same concept of just like, we can train our brains. We can train the way we think, like enjoy and love these things. Like stop having like the negative, like the doubt. And like as someone who's like a huge overthinker and like loves the what, like this happened a lot, like, you know, as I'm two and a half years sober now, like understanding the fact that like when I drank, I I became a different person because these what if questions, this negativity, this, the, the lack of a spark dimmed and was snuffed out because my brain changed because of thing I was consuming. It's like the same thing. Like don't, I don't consume the news, not because I don't care about it because it's just negative stuff. That's not going to benefit. The stuff benefit me is like a conversation like this, texting my other friends, like getting together for coffee, like things that like light my fire and like make me feel vibrant and full. Like that's the stuff I'm going to continue to chase. They make you shine. They empower your light, empower light. That's why we're here. (laughs) Love it. Love it. We want to keep those sparks going and I'm so grateful for you and your spark in my own life. So thank you so much for being who you are and, and truly thank you for showing up every single day for yourself and who you're becoming, because that's so important. And I think sometimes we just get so overwhelmed by society and what people expect from us. But at the end of the day, we have one life. We really do. We have one body. And we love one brain. And it's in so it is so important to speak kindly to ourselves because we are our own person. We are literally the main character of our own life. And all, the only person that's going to care the most about yourself is you. Yeah. I think- and like you can have all the support system you want, all, all the all the cheerleaders, all the teammates, like, cool, whatever. End of the day, like what's your relationship with you like? Like this is like mm-hmm. the concept of self-love gets so talked about, like I think poorly, like just going to shout out my friend Elena, who is also on your yes. absolutely amazing person. But like the way she talks about like self-love is like my relationship with me. Of course, that thing matters. Like we, we prioritize all these oh relationship with a friend, relationship with another relationship with family, like, okay, cool. But like, if those relationships with those people make me feel bad about myself, I'm going to have those negative thoughts. I'm not going to see myself. I'm not going to love myself. I'm not going to be able to care for myself. Self-love means me being able to look at myself. Yeah, there's flaws, there's scars. There's all these other things covered in it. But end of the day, I can look at myself and say, like, I'm proud of the things I've done for me because I know end of the day, like, for me, I'm chasing my heart, like other things like that, like self-love. I think like we need to really focus in on like what it means to like talk about because there are so many people who who think this self-love is this this selfish thing we do and like we shine away people but like if, when we actually do the self-love when we do the, the caring for ourselves we can better fully show up for the people in our lives which means that those relationships are even bigger they're more vibrant they're powerful like I think it's absolutely incredible like understand like what self like and if you're have an Instagram, go follow Elena at yes. by Elena. Absolutely amazing content on like self-love and just being able to like care for yourself. Yeah. Your relationship with yourself is the thing that matters. Like 
do the little routine, do the, the commitment, journal for five minutes a day, do those other things. Like I, I read, you know, if you're a big fan of like art and stuff like that, the reason people are good at art is not because they're good, they're good at art. The reason they're good at art is because they started doing it. They found enjoyment in it and they kept doing it because it was something that brought them joy. Yeah, they could be really, really good at it. And they can make money off of it. But end of the day, they do it because they enjoy it. They're passionate. I could not agree more with that. Thank you so much, Zach. I appreciate you so much. And it's so important to follow your passion. Seriously, guys, if you get one thing from this podcast, we are here to empower your light. So go ahead, go out there and find it. And with that being said, Zach, this leads me into our final question here, which is what advice would you give to people that are looking to find their light? Yeah, I would think like, understand the things that you're passionate about. Like, I love art. Like I've mentioned that I, I draw, I do stuff like that. I love poetry. I love to write. I love things like that. that. That doesn't mean I'm very good at stuff. That just means I do that stuff because it provides me enjoyment. Like, but the reason I do that stuff, the reason I like long form Instagram captions, things like that is because I get to tell a part of my story, my, my thing that like makes me feel full. So like when I, when I open up about like my struggles or things I've been through, anything like that, like my, my purpose is like, you know, if someone is going through the same thing and they feel ungodly alone, I know what that feels like. They can reach out to me. They can be there. They're like, okay, cool. Maybe I don't have it all figured out, but like I can help, you know, find those little pieces, find those sparks. Like remember the things you loved as a kid. Like I loved running around in the woods, making puddles and almost drowning and crazy stuff like that. Like Find that enjoyment. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the same thing, but it has to be like an adjacent thing. It's amazing. Like other little things, like I do stuff with friends because like I enjoy spending time with those people and it's enjoyable for me. Like really find the, that light, find that spark. And like, we all have something inside our soul. Like for me, it's, you know, I, I, I use the phrase, I want to like, like just light the world on fire, make be big, be bold, be vibrant. Like understand that like that's what makes me me tick is like you know helping people impacting people on that level and i get to do that you know with, with the mental skill stuff i talked about with the coaching i do like i get to do that stuff but also end of the day i get to do that stuff because I, I live that authentically in my life so like people who are like you know looking to find that spark looking to find that that little bit of them like there's something inside you that you did as a kid did maybe in college that you really enjoyed but for some reason someone told you you weren't good enough for it go find that again go find it again and then see where that takes you because like there's the potential there for something incredible and i've now gotten to the point where i actually like share my art with people and like you know, people have said hey you're really good i'm just like okay like I'm, I'm so hesitant for like like i like wait you think i'm good at this thing that like <laughs> like like for me it's just like this this mind blow like you're gonna impact somebody by sharing by opening up by finding that thing that you love more than you know mm-hmm People want to see you shine. They, they might not know what makes them shine, but they want to see you shine. And then if you start shining, they're going to start shining. It's just this, this little thing that goes on, like that little spark, like, yeah, just, it's like a flicker of hope, like find it, hold on to it, latch onto it. It's warm, find that warm and just like carry forward and through like, yeah, like I said, I, I, I have no idea how I got through last fall. No idea. Absolutely no idea. But I did. And at the end of it, I found this spark and this chase. And like, you talk to anyone who knew me last December, to people who know me now, it's just like, I'm two completely different people. Like, I'm happy. I'm vibrant. I'm full. I'm, I'm alive. 
sometimes it just takes a little bit of struggle to get there. Like understand that things you are passionate about, the things you keep going back to, yeah, that's your spark. Like I always came back to sports. The, of course, what I'm doing makes absolute sense. I just, it just took me a while to get there. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Zach. It was so great having you on this podcast today. For those listening, where can they find you? Yeah, so Instagram is the best place, at ZDonahue7. My website's linked there that has all of the mental skills-related work I do. My blog posts, some other coaching-related endeavors are there as well. Um, follow me, hang out, send me a message. I don't know, anything in between. I like pretty much an open book there on Instagram, so you can learn a lot about me. It's a good, it's a good thing to do. So that's, yeah, best place, Instagram for sure. He is an open book. And you guys, I'm telling you, if you go follow him, he will change your life. His posts truly make my entire day every single time he posts. So, so grateful for you, Zach. Thank you for being on this podcast today. And thank you listeners for tuning in. This has been the Empower Light Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Odgers. And we look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another mini session. Have a good week. And you let it burn. It's just time to move on and to find your happiness. You've got to find a light in your life. Tonight.